Welcome to Conspiracy Culture with Zach, Tyler, and Simon. Uh, since this is the first episode in what hopes to be a very fun series, we are going to go around and introduce ourselves a little. So I will start. My name is Simon. Uh, I am a senior at Wilton High School, and I will be attending the University of Virginia in the fall. My name is Zach, and I will be attending the University of Delaware in the fall, and I'm excited to be on the pod. My name is Tyler. I am also a senior at Wilton High School, and I will be attending Villanova University in the fall, and I'm a big fan of conspiracy theories. All right, we got a great show ahead of us. We are going to be talking about uh, the moon landing. We're going to be talking about aliens and UFOs. Maybe slip in a little bit about Area 51. We got some we got some new segments that we're going to showcase for you guys. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's go. Welcome to Conspiracy Culture. Today is Friday, May 21st. Uh, a little Friday action going, if you will. Um, Zach, want to tell our listeners about the first segment of the day? It's called Quote or Fact of the Day. And we're going to go around saying one fact on our specific topic. So I'm going to be on the moon landing. Simon is going to deal with aliens. And Tyler is going to be doing Area 51. All right, Tyler, why don't you go first with your fact? All right, so my fact about Area 51 has a little bit to do with its size. The entire range of the Nevada testing sites, including Area 51, is about 2.9 million acres of land, which is roughly the size of Connecticut, a little bit smaller, I believe. So I just thought that was a great fact to bring. 2.9 million acres? Yep, so... You know, that's a perfect reason why some of these conspiracies started. Like, why did they need that much land? I mean, what could, they pos- what could they possibly be doing with 3 million acres? So they were actually doing nuclear weapon testing really? from the 1950s to the 1990s. No, you know, I, I think that they're, they're tested on te- they've, all the UFO sightings. I think that they actually uh, caught all the aliens and are testing on them in Area 51. Yeah, huge possibility. Tyler, uh, where did where did these conspiracy theories start coming from about all these aliens being at Area 51 and such? Well, we could cover it later, but just briefly, um, they started around the 1950s, 1955 when Area 51 was up and running. But the main reason why the conspiracy started was because of how secretive the base was kept. And they they started the lies pretty early about what the base was about. But we'll dig into that further later. I mean, why would they lie about what the base is about? I mean, okay, yeah, we'll talk about it later. But I think that 3 million acres is is just crazy. I mean, yeah, I know. My, yeah, my my entire life, uh, pretty much my entire life, I've lived in Connecticut, and I've never like been in like the entire middle to top right corner, and so like it's just it's it's a big state, even though it's like one of the smallest. It's a big state, and the fact that Area Fifty One is that size, that's just crazy. Yeah, they got a lot of land to do a lot of mischievous stuff. Um, 
All right. Awesome, Tyler. Zach, I want to learn more about the, the moon landing. Tell me a little bit about – tell me a fact about the moon landing. Okay. So my fact is actually 15% of all Americans uh, don't believe the moon landing was actually real. So right now we're walking around with uh, thousands and thousands of people actually believing that the Apollo 11 mission – done in 1969 was actually fake staged in uh some people say hollywood some people say in a desert some people say actually area 51 was where they filmed it um but thousands of people actually don't believe that it actually ever happened yeah i mean okay so what was it 15 percent 15 percent so okay so 15 people in every 100 uh don't believe in the moon landing i think that checks out exactly I think I th- I would say I know a couple people that wouldn't believe in it. Yeah, essentially, I w- I mean, my first guess wouldn't be that that many people don't believe it. Yeah, I would assume that more people would believe NASA and the government over probably some kook that was looking at pictures and I mean doesn't believe it. What what? It's crazy. So yeah. yeah. So the main reasons why. Or should we get into this later? Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get into okay, this later. Okay. But it's just crazy to me that someone saw the moon landing and was like, "Wait a second, that can't be real." I mean, I guess it makes sense because can you really believe that there were humans well, on another planet? Also, it's just like I feel like a lot of people would want to believe it that it, it did happen because it was Amer- one of America's like greatest accomplishments. Yeah. Accomplishments, like we were racing to the moon and we got there first. It just feels like a, a great accomplishment to have one of the first Americans step foot on the moon. Yeah, I feel like we should be proud of that instead of instead of disproving it and thinking it was fake. Yeah. All right. Well, the next segment uh, we are going to talk about these topics more in depth. But uh, before we go to that, I want to say my fact of the day, um, which brings me to a question that I have for you guys. So my fact of the day is there was this big asteroid um, in space called Oumuamua. That was its name, Oumuamua. Great name for an asteroid. Um, And one scientist believed that it was actually part of an alien spaceship. Now, I know you're saying, okay, it's probably just an asteroid, whatever. But Upon closer observations, the scientists determined that this comet was actually um, accelerating. And now, for those of you not not very familiar with astrophysics, um, that's hard for a comet to do. Now, other scientists threw cold water on the on the idea and said that hydrogen ice could have melted off the the asteroid in a way that like. Pro- like propelled it through space. But uh, that original scientist who believed that it was part of a spaceship uh, fired back and said that hydrogen ice is very easily heated. Um, so, but even in the cold depths of inter- interstellar space, it should have sublimated away before a moon reached reach our system. So that's crazy to me that there could be a big, big piece of an alien spaceship floating around. But I got a question for you guys. Uh, what do you, what if, Let's say, let's say aliens were in space. What uh, car do you think they would drive? 
Wow, uh, a personally, a Prius. Why? Uh, well, for one, we got eco-friendly. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, yeah, great point. I know they don't live on Earth, but um, I feel like they, out of everyone, would be the ones that would uh, be most um, environmentally cautious. I mean, yeah, aliens, a, a, a super advanced civilizations have has got to have bypassed the need for fossil fuels. And I think the only, the only, the only legitimate answer is a Prius. Tyler, what do you think? Well, uh, one up you with that. I'll say Tesla, uh, fully, fully electric. And I feel like the Tesla has a lot of room for modifications and potentially different, uh, a battery, a different battery for the engine. Yeah. And I feel like with their space tech, they would, they would come in, take the Tesla idea enhance it and just get some like back to the future flying car that runs on a different electricity source well did you see i'm sure you guys saw it like elon musk uh as like part of a gag i think he like put a car in space and it's just like floating around in space you guys see that yeah (laughs) Yeah, i I mean maybe maybe the aliens saw that and they uh captured the technology and you know have they're all driving teslas on mars who knows very possible um anyway all right that is it for the fact of the day segment it's a it's a it's an electric segment but maybe we'll try some other stuff next next episode try to mix it up um all right so our next segment is one that we have named ask the professor uh and that comes from the fact that uh, each of the hosts re- went and researched uh, a different part of today's episode. So, for example, uh, Zach already talked about it, but I, I focused on aliens and UFOs. Tyler focused on Area 51 and Zach focused on the moon landing. So now, considering that each of us have uh, more research in one specific area, we're going to go through a segment that basically uh, it is Zach and Tyler. For example, Zach and Tyler are asking me questions about the aliens and and me asking them questions about what they think about the aliens while I hold the majority of the knowledge. And then we're going to have some fun conversations, you know, some fun hypotheticals, and it's going to be a great time. So without further ado, why don't I get started with my segment on the aliens and UFOs? So I'll give a little introduction on uh, the conspiracy theory of aliens. Um, now, as I'm, as I'm sure you guys all know, all you listeners know that, uh, the conspiracy theory is that there's life out there. There's intelligent life out there other than just homo sapiens on earth. And um, this really stems from something called the Fermi paradox, uh, which was conceived in the mid 1600s. And it uh, states with the scope of our universe, because at that point they were really into astrology, you know, exploring the stars, exploring the cosmos um, with the scope of our universe, why haven't we found intelligent extraterrestrial life or why haven't they found us? So this really forms the basis of the idea of aliens is, you know, if the universe is so big, then why haven't we found anything else? There must be something else out there. Um, And then this paradox kind of leads to the, another thing called the great filter theory, which proposes that, um, there is some barrier or something that is uh, between that keeps the life on earth from communicating with other alien species. 
So um, what do you guys think about aliens? Do you believe in them? Do you think that there are other beings out there? Do you believe the UFO sightings? Do you think they're all fake? What do you guys think? What's your opinion on, on aliens? So my opinion on aliens is that they def- there are there is definitely a uh, alternate species out there rather other than like what's on earth because i think it's selfish not to believe that um anything else else is out there uh and as we know space is so big it's not just our solar system like the milky way it's thousands of thousands of thousands of different uh planets and stars or and galaxies yeah yeah exactly so yeah and there's no possible way for us to know now an important point that many non-believers make is that um the conditions for life are so they need the conditions for life to exist on a planet the conditions need to be just right uh there needs to be some sort of light light source for plants to grow there needs to be maybe some form of oxygen there needs to be water because it's the universal solvent there needs to be certain things now well can i just add something that's yeah this reminds me of the restaurant on the moon and you know why it's good or why it's not good why not because it has no atmosphere okay that's actually a phenomenal point yeah no atmosphere there needs to be an there needs to be an atmosphere now that raises an important point because if there is truly a alien life form the chances that they're exactly like us like homo sapiens with the same uh humanoid humanoid needs and necessities is very slim so uh like for example there are certain bugs on earth that don't breathe oxygen they actually breathe nitrogen and so there's um there's an argument that if there were aliens that they wouldn't need the same conditions as humans and so there they could exist on much harsher environments and much more extreme conditions yeah that's that's all very fascinating points and i also believe that some people who don't believe in aliens it might not be because they think the living conditions could be wrong it could be could be uh, because of religion and a lot of people yeah. believe that you know there's one god that put us on this planet and only mm-hmm. us and that there's not like we are god's only creation yeah so that's also plays a big factor in what people believe and what people don't believe yeah it, that's, yeah. that's i point. also uh want to bring up the point you asked why haven't they found us or why we haven't found them Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that there aren't other species living out there because as we know, humans are so, uh, like their brain and our physical body is so advanced in, uh, like thinking and, uh, being able to provide for ourselves and all that, that there are, there could be other species out there that don't have the capabilities of even talking for example, or even having their own language or doing anything like that. Yeah. What do you think aliens, if there's an alien, let's say, living out there on Venus, what do you think he's eating for breakfast? Well, I'm sure they definitely have a different palate and 
a different, uh, you know, supply of food. Do you think? Do you think the coffee guys? I mean, everyone needs their energy in the morning. One of a, uh, one of one of our friends on the podcast, friend friend of the podcast, Davis Cody, uh, will frequently ask, "Are you guys coffee drinkers?" To uh, I feel adjust. like if we were to come in contact with aliens, I feel like, especially from Wilton. I would 100% send Davis Cody as an example of representation of what Wilton is like. Yeah, I mean, you want to – yeah, I mean, who else do you know is picking up a cross-country runner (laughs) mid-race? I mean, he's just a great guy. Exactly. You you want to send the best representative uh, to represent the human race. Now, who do you think in Wilton – careful, careful, you might want to offend someone, but who do you think in Wilton is the most alien-like? Wow, don't think we could talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> that might be that Terrible might be a question. band question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, okay. Although so, I do have opinions, we're not. Yeah. Talk I mean, about everyone, this on the pod. I mean, everyone. Everyone's probably thinking of a couple names in their head right now, but of course, we got to keep the pod family friendly and uh, <laughs> can't offend too many people on the first episode. Anyway, okay. So, a big part of the alien conspiracy theory is all the UFO stuff. Now, very important in these UFO videos is the source of them. With anything, there's there's biases. It could be fake. You know, it could be someone looking to gain internet fame. It could be Photoshopped. Well, I don't know if you guys saw, but recently the Pentagon released uh, some videos from the Navy that, um, that you can clearly see unidentified flying objects. Now, they're, they're not flying saucers with rainbow lights and they're not beaming up cows, but there are these objects that are flying over the ocean that they don't know what they are. They don't have any military tag. They don't have any recognizable characteristics. So the fact that the Pentagon released them kind of goes to show you how that might be more legitimate than, you know, some, some farmer in, in Arizona, you know, seeing like, a little a little blotch in the sky and recording it on his like iphone 4s you know yeah so what yeah, do you guys think yeah. about ufos yeah well, so sorry you could talk to all right well so yeah i think zach that was very know, nice of you the amount yeah. of people who have claimed to see a ufo or have video evidence or whatever anything like that it there's so many different reasons why they could be doing that they they could actually be thought they saw it or they could just be going for the clout or they could be you know like a a little memer yeah but i I mean it goes to show it goes to show you how much clout chasers have infiltrated every day every aspect of life nowadays but for sure the pentagon releasing it is a little bit more serious but then again we do not know what all the other countries what they are, how they're working on their aircrafts. And because UFO is unidentified flying object. object. So I was actually going to talk about uh, the UFO, the abbreviation UFO is uh, like, this is just recently being changed by a lot of uh, researchers and uh, political observers to UAP, which is unified aerial phenomena yes yeah actually that's so, a great point i've, I've been hearing a lot about that, that actually on social media recently yes because not there 
flying is our term for uh flying, obviously. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. you gotta cut that out. <laughs> no, we're keeping it in. So yeah, right. I think unidentified <laughs> aerial phenomena is, is definitely a better term for it because the term UFO has such a connotation of again, as I said, rainbow lights and flying saucer and beaming exactly. up cows, but but in reality, it could just be some teenager flying his drone over the ocean in the or, or whatever, and it could be some like small organization out of Europe that is testing new equipment. You know, we yeah, really exactly. don't know. The human nature is such that we don't know what everyone is doing at, at all the time. We don't know what experiments are going on. We don't know who is testing new equipment. So the re the chances that um, every little object we see flying in the sky is a, an alien coming to visit are very slim. Well, Simon, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. So why is the stereotype of a UFO, do you have any idea why it's a, a flying saucer that does something in a cornfield? Because that's the classic movie scene. I mean, yeah, and you're right. up a cow. <laughs> yeah. What? Do they you like know, steak? Yeah, we we were we were talking earlier about what uh what food aliens would like. I think the answer's got to be medium rare steak. I mean, they they have a surplus of cows on UFOs, don't they? Yeah, they love to probe too. <laughs> okay, they do love to probe. I've noticed. What that is too. what is the whole probing thing about, really? Well, they're doing uh they're doing research on the on the human life. On us. Yeah. Yeah, Simon. Uh, since this is ask the professor, I have a question. Go for it, Zach. Um, uh, similar to Tyler's question, where did the classic alien look come from? Like the the wide head, the skinny body, yeah, kind of like ET. Green. Yeah. So there are a couple. There are a couple ways that I can address the questions. One, I want to talk about how the first UFO sighting was in 1440 BC. So wow. this is this isn't something that's that's crazy, that's, you know, just like in the 1900s that like, oh, whatever. There was a video con and film of a, of a cornfield farmer, you know, whatever. This is something that's, that's been going on for a while. And so as I'm sh- as as the culture changes across from 1440 B.C. to um, the 2000s, I'm sure that the idea of an alien and the image of an alien has also changed now. I, I'm sure that you can almost certainly chalk up the image of an alien, Zach, as you're talking about, you know, long ears, yeah. maybe maybe green. I'm sure you can chalk that image up to Hollywood and, um, you know, films about movies that have kind of originated, that have kind of produced this image of an alien that is far from humanoid. Um, so I think that a lot of that is influenced by uh, film culture and Hollywood media. Um, but I think that the flying saucer image, which Tyler kind of speaks to your question, comes from the fact that any any object in the sky from above looks kind of like a, a flying saucer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's hard in all the videos that you see, it's very blurry, it's and it's very far away. And so I think that the, a flying saucer, which is just a flying circle, is probably the most basic shape that can be attributed to these videos, you know? All right. Well, if there are no more questions, then why don't we move on to the next portion of Ask the Professor, which is going to be Zach's portion. Okay. 
Moon landing conspiracy theories claim that some or all elements of the Apollo program and the associated moon landings were hoaxes staged by NASA and possibly with the aid of the government. Uh, doubters say the U.S. government, desperate to beat the Russians in the space race, faked the lunar landings, with Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin acting out their mission on a secret film set located either in the Hollywood Hills or in Area 51. Uh, so what do you guys think about the moon landing? Was it real? Was it fake? And what played factors in the conspiracy theory? You know, I touched on this a little bit earlier when we had our fact of the day where I said that, you know, why would people not want to think the moon landing was real? Like it was such an accomplishment of America and especially with the space race. But then again, I, I can see the points of the American government wanting to give the people hope by, you know, faking it and making us, the people think that we beat the Russians in the space race and, you know, got to the moon first. So it, it's very possible to see both sides. I mean, it's crazy to think that there have been humans on the actual moon. I mean... Now, obviously, I believe in the, you know, NASA and our government, but maybe that's because I've been conditioned to do so my entire life. I, I think that, you know, I think there was once a, I think it was Socrates who once said, the unexamined life is not worth living. Um, and I feel like you need to question the things around you in order to truly, like, understand what is happening and to like get a deeper understanding of life so i don't know i i think that there is, is definitely you know like in detective cases they always look for a motive and i think that there's definitely a motive uh for them to fake the moon landing and that would be to you know then for nationalist like prop propaganda propaganda and like saying oh we're better better than the soviet union we got to the moon first but i also think that if that conspiracy ever got out that they faked the moon landing then that would cause wide distrust among with distrust among the american citizens so i can't i don't, I don't really know zach i have a question for you uh why like what is the beliefs of like why do the people think that the moon landing was fake like what evidence are they claiming that there is? Because I know some people say that, oh, the flag was waving in the wind, but there shouldn't be any wind on the moon. Is there anything else like that that people yeah. have claimed? So, okay, so there are many reasons why people believe that the moon landing was fake. And there's three main ones. So number one is the flag, as you brought up. Um, people say there's no wind in space and there's no possible way the American flag could be waving that well in space. Uh, number two is the shadows in some photos. Um, with all the photos being provided by NASA themselves, people say um, that's another reason why people don't believe it because there's no obviously there's no photos provided by anyone else besides NASA and NASA is the main culprit of who would want to be faking a moon landing. Uh, and the shadows don't seem to add up. 
there's multiple shadows going different ways. And as we know, there's only one source of light in space is the sun. Um, but NASA has came out and spoken out and on these pieces of evidence and explaining why they are fake. So the flag itself, they said, was specifically designed um, with a horizontal stick in the top of the flag to keep it from falling down because obviously that doesn't look very good. If a flag was going straight down, no one would be able to see the flag. Uh, and the shadows were actually taken with this form of light uh, source, like a flash almost on the moon. And the third piece of evidence is there's no stars in any of the photos, but NASA said that uh, the camera they use have very fast exposures and uh, can't let in the little tiny uh, light of the stars. Seems like they got all the right answers. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have a I have a funny quote from on board the Apollo Eleven. Uh, Collins, I don't know his first name, but Collins was, was one of the fellow astronauts with Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. Uh, said that he'd like to enter Buzz Aldrin in the oatmeal eating constant contest next time, and then someone in Mission Control asked, "Is he pretty good at that?" To which Collins responded, "He's on his nineteenth bowl." Um, I think that anyone who's having 19 bowls of oatmeal can't be trusted to uh, carry out a moon landing. Just saying. Wow. Very interesting point. <laughs> you know, the oatmeal eaters, very suspicious. I mean, I don't know. I mean, personally, I like brown sugar in my oatmeal. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I, I do. Are, are, you guys are you guys familiar with the, the apples in oatmeal culture? No, No, please explain. Uh, My mom is a huge proponent of putting like green apples in in her oatmeal, and I just can't get behind it. That's wild. Well, what I like is raisins, raisins and brown sugar. I go to. That's that's where you cross. Oatmeal is oatmeal is kind of mushy and soft, and apples would just throw that all off with the crunch. Yeah, Yeah, I think that you're mixing you're mixing too many textures there. Um. But yeah, anyway, oatmeal, great food. Okay, so Zach, any other points on the moon landing? Nah. <laughs> did, they, did they find any evidence of like a Hollywood soundstage or is that just pure conspiracy? That is pure conspiracy uh, okay. because Hollywood is such a mysterious and... Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going we're gonna to get to the Illuminati in a... In a, in a in a later episode, but I definitely know what you're saying. They they got some they got some weird ties in Hollywood. Yeah. Um so I think that again the moon landing, it seems like there are a lot of things. I mean you look at the pictures and it's the flag and it's the shadows and the stars. But NASA does have apparently have all the answers. So while it's easy to not believe in such an like a outrageous thing like people being on the moon being on another planet i think that you know nasa they're a government organization and they they dedicate their whole life to the moon landing and to not believe in the moon landing is is almost uh selfish and like hurtful towards nasa employees but 
don't yeah, know. They, and they do I seem did, to have all the right answers. Yeah, and I also did want to add, there's different extremities to these conspiracy theorists. Uh, I would say the most common one uh, is not believing the Apollo 11 mission, the first one, because there is so much evidence of like the space race and all of that. But there are people out there who don't believe in anything about NASA. No one's been in space. None of the Apollo missions are, are real. They're just like telling us this and we're living in, a, in this bubble, you know? Well, you know, I can understand not believing it in, what, 1969? Yeah. But now in 2021, we have all the technology, like, they're the moon everything that's been going on in space has got to be real with just the amount of technology and soon i'm pretty sure elon musk wants to make space uh trips trips to the moon and into space open to the public and for everyone so i mean if we can have dogecoin in the 21st century then i'm pretty sure that they can that we can believe in moon landings too because dogecoin belongs on the moon anyway yeah okay. i'm gonna cut that out I'm going to cut that out. Anyway. Um, that was probably right. What about harvesting work. moon rocks for energy? Not um, a thing. We, we, I think we, we should get into that. Those. Yeah. So uh, on the track bus, uh, all, all three of the hosts, by the way, are on the, are on the Wilton track team. On the track bus going to a meet, we were talking about what happens when we run out of energy on the earth. And if maybe we should look into harvesting moon rocks for their energy and harvesting it as a new material for here on earth. And the main argument against that was that the energy that it would take to fly to the moon, gather gather materials and fly back would outweigh the material that is lost by not having those moon rocks. You guys have any ideas or uh, thoughts on that? Well, what, what kind of energy are you getting from moon rock? <laughs> well, I don't think it's like you're extracting energy, but I think like, what happens when we run out of aluminum on earth, you know, like we need to look for other resources to make. I don't think we should, I don't think we should take it from the moon. I think we should wait for the asteroids to come down to us and we'll take that. Uh, Yes. The asteroid theory. All right. I think we're going to wrap up the uh, moon landing talk for now. And we're going to go on to Tyler's topic is area 51. All right, so Area 51 is a good ending to all of this because it directly relates to aliens and space and the unknown, really, and the moon landing, too. Um, So Area 51, just a little bit of background, is a big open government testing site in Nevada about... Uh, 85 miles north of Las Vegas and it's just it's in a desert um, and it's by Groom Lake which is a big dry lake bed so Area 51 started off in uh, 1950s and they were making planes for the CIA. So they made the U-2 spy plane, which was a plane that could go up 60,000 feet in the air compared to your commercial plane, which is uh, has a max height of around 35,000. 
Uh, so they wanted it to get up above the clouds so it could spy on uh, different areas of the world and so we can gather intel. But the lies about Area 51 started when you know, they had this spy plane. People were wondering what was going on there. And they were asking, oh, why are you making this plane that can go so high? What's going on? And so the government lied and said that they were using it as a weather device. And, and they actually did use it uh, on a couple of test runs to gather some information so that they could release that to the public so that they had a cover-up perfectly for what the U-2 spy plane was all about. So you may be wondering how that's all related to aliens. No one really knows why or how the, I mean, I don't know how the alien um, conspiracies really started. It's, I think the main reason why the aliens conspiracy started was because they were testing these very advanced planes that no one has really ever seen before. And the technology was extremely different. So that's where the UFOs and different aircraft theories may have come from. But the main reason is the secrecy of the base. So the base was, uh, was never really kept secret to the public, but what they were doing there was kept secret. And it just, many people started to come up with their own conspiracies of what was going on there and why do they need, you know, um, warning signs, electronic surveillance, armed guards, and why is it illegal to fly over Area 51? Why could they not have satellite uh, images of Area 51? Uh, I looked on Google Maps earlier, and they, they do have now have satellite images, um, but if you try to drag your little person onto Area 51, it won't let you. Like it's super secretive and when things are secretive, people start to come up with conspiracies. So my question for you guys is, what do you think is going on there? Do you think people are actually believing in the fact that there's aliens and UFOs there? Or do you think it's just people wondering why it's so secretive and just coming up with things just for the, the fun of it? Well, I think, I think that. Um, oh my Zach, God! Go ahead, Zach. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's more of people wanting to know the unknown. For example, uh, like if they if they would just release what they were doing, there would be no conspiracy theories. There, I feel like people assume the worst always. If you say, "Oh, I'm not going to tell you what we're doing in this base," but you know that we're doing something that we don't want to tell you. People go in their own mind saying, what's this? What is that? So I think that's why people assume the worst. Um, any, anyone living in the 21st century with access to technology probably has heard of the whole storm area 51 thing that happened last fall. And if you don't know what, what it was, basically a group of teens like posted a Facebook event and we're like, okay, on September 20th, 2020, I think it, or 2019, maybe um, we're all going to storm area 51 to see what secrets they're keeping and they can't possibly stop all of us. And that got a lot of hype. And that also 
what started off as kind of a playful thing was taken very seriously by military officials and they had like a lot of like anti anti riot weaponry uh ready to go at area 51 in case anything like that did happen um but it had me wondering about okay if we actually stormed area 51 what kind of things would we find in inside area 51 what do you guys think like isn't some out of out of this world technology like maybe uh maybe a sink that brushes your teeth for you like okay. that like like that'd be like what what do you think could be in there i think that's a little extreme uh <laughs> but the main thing the most realistic thing if the government was hiding this the main thing i think the government would be hiding would be weaponry because that's what it's all about you know what country has the best weaponry and the best technology so i think it's more of like maybe a oh, gun that maybe a gun that shoots portals yeah like a portal 2 yeah um also another little interesting little tidbit i was reading about area 51 and to relate it to the hashtag moon landing was fake um apparently they filmed the moon landing at area 51 and they brainwashed the astronauts and used uh, lunar meteorites that were picked up in Antarctica as a stand-in for moon rocks. So just to tie it all together, I mean, there you go. It's all connected. So brainwashing the astronauts, why would they need to do that? Brainwash the astronauts to make them believe they're actually on the moon. Because the, another reason why uh, people believe that the moon landing was not fake is because how could they have so there's hundreds of people working on every NASA project. So behind every NASA project, there's hundreds of people behind the scenes, not just the astronauts and not just the director of the mission, but there's like people doing calculations and all that stuff. So how could they possibly get hundreds of people to keep quiet on such a huge, um, like, yeah, on, on something that, on something that, big there's always got to be like like if it was a conspiracy i feel like there'd be at least one whistleblower who like came out and made some re- like accusation of what we're doing here is fake like everyone needs to wake up and like realize that this is fake but i mean to my knowledge there's been nothing of that of that sort and even within area 51 there's been nothing of that like yeah, sort. But- it's been all outside conspiracies even even if there was one person who worked there that came out it could be like one person saying that oh this is all fake compared to a hundred people that are all saying no this is real and you got to believe and trust in the majority at that point yeah i agree so any uh also one more thing about area 51 uh it started off with um because it was such a wide area i talked about in my fun fact that it was around 3 million uh, square acres of land. And um, they used to do the nuclear bomb testing there. And maybe do you think the excess radiation, if there were aliens, would uh, affect some mutations in the aliens and maybe make super aliens that could if released from containment, become unstoppable. Maybe yeah, well, all the guards, maybe, instead of keeping people out, are trying to keep what's already there in. Wow. What what a thinker. That's a great question. Also, 
maybe to go along with the whole radiation thing, maybe uh, some of the conspiracies started because like they saw like a, a mutant squirrel and uh, or something like that. Or I don't know. It's in Nevada. So maybe like a mutant cactus. And uh, they thought it was an alien. Um, and maybe that, that's how some of the, where some of the conspiracies stemmed from. Yeah, anything, anything is possible. All right, well, that is concluding my segment. If there's no other points or questions that you guys would like to add. This has been a great first episode on uh, Aliens, Area 51, and the Moon Landing. And I hope you guys had fun listening to it. And we can't wait for the next episode which might cover the Illuminati, might cover the pyramids. We got to keep, we got to keep what we're doing under wraps. So we can't confirm it yet in, in case the government tries to stop us. But um, we hope to release that next episode sometime uh, at the end of this week or maybe over the weekend into next week. So uh, thank you guys. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you guys. I hope you had fun and we'll see you soon. And uh, don't forget to follow us on our socials at um, conspiracy underscore culture underscore pod. Yep. Make sure to do that. Um, and ask some questions. Uh, yeah. We'll so we'll pull so, on our story and ask some questions. Yeah. So one of, one of our segments on next episode's podcast is going to be uh, Q&A. And so follow the Instagram to make sure that you can submit some good questions for your three, uh, three hosts to answer. All right, we will see you then. Love you guys. And don't be afraid to stay thinking.